Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 56. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Justin Chow. Hi, it's Justin. Damn it, I thought I would have something. <laughs> just Every time you. you give this face, I I'm really like, want to. I really want to have some cool catchphrase. You'd think 56 episodes in, by. you'd have this down pat, but you know. Uh, no. I'm also joined by Liz Lysui. Hello, sir. And Alex Shock. Henshinagogo? Wow. Talking about beautiful, go, beautiful baby. That's a great game, man. That's a great game. <clears throat> Shout out to Clover Studios, man. What a good, good game. I this is actually a perfect segue into one of our news topics for tonight. But first, I want to reintroduce the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 56 of the TZR Podcast. As our listeners know, we publish our podcast every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Today is November 30th. Uh, at about 8.25 p.m., and we are ready for a new episode chock full of news and a brand new Tree Gaming Talk of the Week. So let's just jump right in to our news topics. That was good. Going forward. Was that good? Yeah. This was the was second good. take for this, but we're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> First bit of news, the yeah. game that nobody wants to talk about anymore, but apparently we're still talking about it. Uh, no Man's Sky received its first massive, massive update to try to earn back the love of the fans that all turned on them. The moment they actually played the game, so, this is <laughs> actually per- considered fans anymore. Then yeah, this is pretty not. interesting to X-Men. me. Like I kind of expected them. Like I had a better reaction to No Man's Sky playing it. Like you can see from my review, but uh, I thought they just kind of fade into the background. Like I thought they would just kind of back away slowly. Sh- some Sean Mur- Sean Murray would just like disappear, and everyone would just be you know put on different teams. So we'd never hear where like Homer. Exactly right. Bush. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But instead, they work on this massive fucking overhaul of like a lot of the core. About it. And they didn't tell anyone about it. They just well, they said they were working on fixes and stuff, but they only came yeah, out this... and said that during the part where somebody like hacked their Twitter account and they were like, "Oh, all right, back to work. Let's, let's continue doing." Yeah, stuff. this was their first major update, and I agree with Alex where I thought that they were going to just fade away. I mean, frankly, even with whatever updates they do to this game, I don't think we're going to see a new game from Hello Games like ever again. And that's no fault of their own. It's just do we have any specific update? What's that? Like, what are the specific updates? So the update for this one is called the Foundation Update, and it added a Actually, does that a heap. Yeah, Alex, you actually uh, gave us the whole breakdown for this on uh, TZR.com, which you can read his full article. What's that? Right now. <laughs> Alex, um, what are the updates? Thanks, yeah. Liz. <laughs> One, Justin, your voice is a little quiet, it looks like. It's Two, um, the big thing here, they added, like, a ton of, they, like, flushed out the world a little bit more. Like, they changed all of the, like, procedurally generated stuff to, like, be a little bit more exciting and not as awkward. And uh, But the big thing is base building. Like, they tossed in... Which is, a, everyone was clamoring about this, like, it's a big deal. I'm a little skeptical, to be honest. Like, the whole game is about exploration, and then they give you all these tools to stay in one place. Um, but, the, see, they said that the entire game is about exploration, but the only thing you can do in the game is resource allocation. Yeah, and, like, in regards to the base right. building, the base building is locked, to, from what I understand, to the creative mode this that was is, added to the game. This is true. There are now three modes. There's an original mode, there's a creative mode, which pretty much lets you just do whatever the hell you want. And then there's a survival mode that really, like, Wait amps up the endurance stuff. and The foundation pack, I mean, base building is only for the, the creative, creative mode. Only for the creative mode? Like, you can't do that in the original? It's this, It's pretty much the same thing, I think. Like, it's just you have access to different... I thought they'd just give you infinite amounts of that whatever resource you need to build in as much In creative mode. Right, in creative mode. But then I thought in original mode you can still build bases, but you'd have to go out and farm. No. Well, that's... Uh, from what I... 
from my understanding, yeah. it's just in creative mode. I don't know if it's the same type of creative mode as like, like Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah. Which it sounds like Minecraft. Kind of lame, actually, yeah, no, that, that's what I was about to say. Like, I, I remember seeing like little glimpses of it where they put on like these like mining tools on big pieces of ore yeah. and then they yeah. would let that mine forever like why would you even need that if you have everything in well that, that's the thing i think they wanted to retain the original version of the game that everybody played when it came out but then also have a, a version of the game that included I, all these i don't think elements. resources are i would guess that resources are not infinite like in minecraft they're just even though they called the same thing i mean i i heard that they were I, I hope they're not. I'm not. I don't like that. Mode, so you can just build a ginormous base. That seems boring to me. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would hope that in the original where you can go out and get resources and then go back to your home planet to, like, I mean, build a base. I'm is under it boring the... in Minecraft? I'm, I've I, never played creative mode in Minecraft. I always I kind oh. of enjoyed the game of Minecraft and, like, building within the confines of the game. But, like, when you get infinite resources just to build whatever you want, it yeah, sort of it takes, takes away the, the, yeah, it defeats exploration. the purpose. Like, yeah. No, it's but be- the, the whole point of creative mode is to be creative and to not sort of have to worry about yeah. right. surviving well, and getting the food and doing all that stuff. Just like, I just want to make... Right. Well, I but feel that, like people end up why, just making things that they see in real life, so it's not super creative. But I, I feel a, like there's a, there's a value to that. And I feel like there's definitely... I mean, so like... So what? No, yeah. It fulfills a different thing. Yeah, well, that's why I'm... That's why I'm saying yeah. that I'm hoping that, like, the creative mode, I understand that. Because I've, I've played creative mode in Minecraft for, like, hours to make a fucking... I made a really sweet gate. It opened by itself. It was pretty fucking awesome. That anyway, was a good gate. That was a good gate, man. But, and people have made, like, fucking Game of Thrones, like, replicas in Minecraft. It's ridiculous what people have created in, in creative mode. But in No Man's Sky, like, if I'm not, like... The reason why I like Minecraft so much is because I would have to go into a, like a new mine shaft to mm-hmm. get new resources to bring it back to my base to like make a cooler thing. Like that's what I was expecting in No Man's Sky. Oh, that's not in also it. Minecraft is coming from a place where everyone loved that game originally. Yeah. So it's like, and now I want to do more within that world. But when you go to game, when you have a game like No Man's Sky, that Everybody pretty much has, hated the original. Pretty is much keeping the original. Really why would worth they want to keep the original? Like yeah. I really just I don't know what this game. We haven't played this. It's out. Yeah. But I want features added to the main game to right. make that yeah. more of and like I a, think so part yeah. of the update were the you know like new and different species that you find in the world certain resources becoming more popular so, like they made like yeah. they, they added some quality of life features to the base game that's a great way to describe it actually quality of life yeah um like, mean, like the, convenience the, stuff yeah well, like, like they just everything. made your quality overall experience life. better yeah. like you know like everything that you saw in the trailers like the lush environments with the blue sky and like the brontosaurus mm-hmm. sigh uh it's like <laughs> brontosaurus they, brontosaurus <laughs> it's like they're trying to make that experience happen more often so it's like they're they upped all the percentages and the likelihood that you'll find a planet with lush environments and big trees and weird and brontosaurus eye all over the place and like <laughs> the density of creatures and the the density of clusters of buildings yeah i don't i don't think specifically the new creatures are there but it's like yeah the density of stuff the like how likely you are to find certain things is increased like which is great you know what i mean it just makes it a more fun game. they definitely looked at everything that everyone said bad about the game which was a lot and they they really it looks like they really tried to fix it and multiplayer so I'd say, yeah. like, yeah. but, but overall, like... so overall, I think it's great that they're paying attention to this sort of thing. But like, I'm not of the mind that this is gonna like save this game. I mean, it's no. beyond, it's beyond salvage but, at this point. So, but it's well, like, that, I don't no, think that's true. Well, shouldn't they? You like you try and honestly fix their think mistakes? in this ecosystem yeah. that right? that uh, No Man's Sky is gonna be not the butt of the joke so, anymore? Yeah, but I mean, it but, will but always the, be the butt. Here's of the, the joke. one advantage that they have, though. That game sold well. 
Yeah. A lot of people have this game just sitting in their house. So a lot of now also returned it though. Some people returned it, but like a lot of people just have it sitting around. It's I a mean, did any of us game. return it? I have it. I, I have Justin it. has it. it. Yeah. So, and I right. got it for, so, I, so all of us bought a copy and none of us returned it. it. I uninstalled so it. <laughs> at, but at worst, you get more value out of a game that you quote unquote wasted money on. Yeah. And at best, you get a game that might actually be good. Like, yeah. I mean, this is kind of a win win for was us. Saying, yeah, somebody was saying on Reddit that it was like, by 2017, like mid 2017, No Man's Sky is probably going to be a pretty good game. <laughs> it yeah. would be they, cool. They add that multi yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying know. that this is a bad thing. I'm not saying they're wasting their time. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I don't know if it will gain any new fans because of something like this. You don't you know, know if it'll be I a mean, game it, changer. No, wait, yeah, no. hang on Zing, a second. Got him. Uh, nice. Wait, nice. hang on one second though. <laughs> if it does drop in price to like a ten to fifteen dollar game, and it has all these updates already, that is purely just with the build. Like if you buy that next year, somebody's gonna be happy that's, with that. You know? That's true. The price is now down, and I think this most is a, games sell. Sorry, this. I was just gonna say this is. I think this is a pretty killer fifteen dollar game. Like if that's what you can get it for. Oh, for sure. I mean, so if people, if I mean, most most games sell best actually after like well. the after the sales after the life cycle is like almost over. Oh yeah. I mean, like, should you should I understand like when it comes to spending money, you want to get more for your money, and if you're gonna pay sixty dollars, you want to have sixty dollars worth of fun. Yeah. But at the like, just sort of to play devil's advocate, like sure, or is there is that how we should review games? Like, should we give something a better... Like, should we say, like, it's it's a so, better score? Or is it just more worth your time? Funny. It's, it's, very, you? it's very funny that you mentioned we were, this before. We were actually having a very in-depth conversation about this exact topic, like the value proposition of a game and how that should influence a review score. I'm of the mindset where experience should overcome all first and then recommendation should be based on whether or not... Like, value value like monetarily should be a factor when you're recommending a game to somebody but as far as like your description of whether or not a game is good should be totally founded in your actual experience yeah i mean i agree i definitely think like i it's something i take into consideration if i'm if i'm reviewing something or if i'm suggesting it to somebody it's it's a strong factor in whether or not you think somebody should buy a game certainly it definitely is but it's it's sort of a hard place to be in as sort of I, a, like a, a critic of something of my, like, like this. My first instinct is always just: is this a good game? Period. Like, yeah. yeah. Regardless of price, yeah. if I if I have it, I'm going to tell you whether it's a good game. Period. Yeah. But and then it gets to like a secondary thing, like super hot for me. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed it enough, but by the end of it, I was like, man, I spent twenty dollars on that. Like Ooh. that's yeah. when it hit me, <laughs> and See? it was a two hour game, and I. And that's what really matters okay. to the consumer. That, that, is like, is that's this a little perspective thing. I, I spent twenty dollars on uh, Super Hot, and I was like, yeah, like definitely all about it. Yeah, yeah, totally all about. It. I got my money's worth and some with that. Like, I, I mean, but that's just a perspective thing. I've been know? playing Broforce, and I got that for three bucks, and I've been playing that for the past like three days, when, and that's a great game. When for I have three to, bucks. when I have to think about the money, is when it like most. But is, of it the, like, is it a great yeah. game for sixty dollars? That would absolutely not be a 60. I think exactly. at best it was like 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. But I hear you. I understand. Yeah. Like when I think of it, we used the example Undertale last time. Undertale was like, what, a 15, maybe 20? I don't actually remember. How that, much. I think yeah. it was 10. Was it 10? I think it was it's, 10. I mean, it's currently 10. I'm confident it was 10. All I'm it was saying is, is 10 hours. Yeah. All I'm saying is I, I did dump ten hour dollar per hour, I guess, uh, into that game. Loved every second of it. Silence your phones. I did. <laughs> anyway, so I loved every second of that. And honestly, like, that was a good value prop to me. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even think of that when I was playing the game. But, like, before it, when people were like, you should buy this game, it's really good. And I saw it for 10 bucks. that was like, well, why not? You know? Yeah. 
It's something people, Aftermath. when you review, like anytime anybody reviews anything, if you're reviewing a, a TV, if you're reviewing a system, if you're reviewing, you know, anything that anybody's going to go spend money on, it's definitely something they take into consideration. Well, that, that's so again, when it, comes, when it comes to, I mean, critiquing media, though, it's like, you know, when you look at a movie review, All like nobody talks about how much you're spending on the movie ticket. Yeah. Well, They're we, talking about the well, movie they, in the context. They, they, they do. They talk about like 3D and IMAX. Yeah. Like I, I do. That's separate from the for... content. It's it's I th- I think it's different. But, I think it's yeah, a factor right. specifically in recommendation. I've also come to the mind of like spend the money, just throw it down there for the experience if it's really that good. If it makes the experience that much better. So for IMAX, I will always put in the extra money just because I'm like this movie's supposed to be really good. Well, it depends on the movie too. Yeah. Right. This is true. Personally, I so don't like IMAX. So then you won't always throw down. It depends no, no, no. on the movie and how good it is and whether or not you're going to no, no. Well, here's the spend thing. the extra money. I will spend money to see it in theaters. That's really what it comes down. If I'm going into theaters, pretty much every single time it's an IMAX movie. Actually, for the past two years, it's always been an IMAX movie. Now that I think about it, well, if yeah. I'm not in theaters, then it's usually just I love other it. means mm. not set on this. But how many movies a bit of a diversion. Or yeah, we've gotten about... super seen... distracted. From yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, all right. All in all, money. Total... Mm. Money at the end. Money does play a part, but it mm-hmm. shouldn't play a part as far as like the experience that you have in the game. Is that right? Am I yeah. getting that right? Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking about. No, no I think that's a good yeah. okay. <laughs> wrap up. I think we can all sort of agree. Uh, on that. No man's guy. Chow, can you lead us off on our next topic, which is we got some new insight in the Nintendo Switch this week. Yeah, there's actually a bit of a few leaks, which are kind of rumors, but this guy's also been right about a few other things. He is an actual Foxcom employee. Foxcom, you guys know what Foxcom is, right? <clears throat> yes. So Foxcom, just for everybody in the room who might not know, they uh, they make all of your Apple iPhones and your other, um, which model, like the they've they're made, like, like the, the Japanese 4s. manufacturer that makes all major and, technology. Uh, they have had pretty terrible like working environments to the point where like people have like they have like buildings. suicide nets. Up they have suicide stuff. nets because they pay people so le- like so little, and then people will kill themselves because you know they're working insane hours. They have like a campus; people live there. Um, but essentially, uh, there are new updates on the Switch. What is this important to the story? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to know about Foxconn... It's to, give you, it's to give you context, like, where okay. the information is coming from. If you, oh, okay. All right. If you like today's technology, there's a high percentage chance that that technology was actually made in China, specifically in the Foxconn uh, I thought it was factory. a Japanese company. Never mind. But they hire, like, Chinese factories to make it. Gotcha. Anyway, long story short. So uh, there are some updates now on the... Um, there, no, I need this. There are some updates now on the uh, the Nintendo Switch, which include things like rumors on the dock, on the console, things on the Joy-Cons, and the actual production. So they've been doing a lot of testing recently, according to this person. And they've been saying that they've run the Switch for like... So as far as portability goes, they've run the Switch for eight days straight playing some game. I don't remember what it was, but it kept relatively like like cool like it doesn't get hot mm-hmm. uh the screen itself only weighs 300 grams which comes out to i think we did the calculation yeah it's like, like a little over half a pound yeah a little over half a pound that's just the screen though not including the joy cons uh the joy cons do have the little shoulder buttons which are called the sl and sr i'm not sure what the s means slide side but the side. shoulder buttons are on the rounded so side. shoulder no, no, no. on the shoulder. actual each joy con like while oh, you slide it out on those flat edges that attached to the monitor there are uh-huh. two like buttons so when you're holding it like this and playing multiplayer on a single thing it has it's like shoulder buttons yeah it has tiny shoulder buttons on two the, or four both of each one is on the flat side right on the flat side so there are so what, it's reverse if you're depending on which one you're playing well yeah okay. it's it's because okay. the the i was very positions. curious to know like because yeah. the because the joysticks are reverse if if you're playing it you're playing it the opposite of no the they're not reversed 
So they have if you're looking at the if you're looking at the switch, yeah. um, they have two sides, right? And on this one, the joystick is on the top, but this one, the joystick's on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So when you slide them out, they actually become the flat left, sides are left. always having the analog signal. And on the flat side that slides into the monitor, there are two uh, shoulder buttons on that flat side here and here. And then when you slide it into the monitor, there are two sh- there are two shoulder buttons here and here. Uh, you guys yeah. who are listening can hear. I'm sure you can follow this visualization that is, Joe's giving us. There are shoulder buttons if it's if the Joy Cons so are separate and or if they're buttons together on the flat side on okay. the monitor. Is okay. Joy Con the official name of those? It things? is the official. God, name. I had to, it took me so long to get used to Wiimote, and then it became part of my. Now yeah. I've got to say Joy Con. Joy Con, get it in the lexicon. Um, Here we go. They also talked about the dock, so I know on the show we talked a few times about. Uh, Gosh, I'm talking. Sorry. They talk about the dock. We talked about the dock a few times, um, saying that it might output additional like CPU mm-hmm. or like processing power. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> just a power supply a and through. an HDMI jack. I was yeah. actually really hoping that it did, if only because it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then we get kind of more, you know more processing power. And but I you think know, we be... all had a sneaking suspicion it did not. <laughs> yeah. I think we all, we all kind of knew what was going to happen. There were there were rumors uh, coming from Ubisoft that was saying yeah. like when they play it, it plays easier. But you think if you ever played a game on a laptop that might not be the best for playing games, if you plug it in, typically like frame rates increase by a so, little bit. So I'm assuming that's what they meant. So yeah, it's, like it's so harsh. it's just a, it's just a stand with a power and a switcher. It, it's a cradle it does come with a pass through. Hold on, there are more. So, uh, no advanced technology in the dock. It seems pretty cheap and light. Feels really plasticky, according to this. The no dock? extra power. Yeah, the dock. Uh, it's just output. Um, it gives one USB 3.0. It gives an HDMI. It gives two USB 2.0s. Why don't they just upgrade all of them to 3.0? Is it really that hard? Um, <clears throat> and there's no fan in the dock, so but there is a hole in the back. But the overall, the monitor... must have an independent battery life. So, do you think when it's when it's not in there, you have to independently plug in each huh. Joy-Con into the separate USBs. That's what I was wondering, too. How <laughs> yeah, many things you got to charge? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, so that we were talking about that you know when it saying? first came yeah. out. We'd have to worry about the monitor. We'd have to worry about the Joy-Cons. We'd have to worry about any weird external controller you use. There's a lot of battery management. Because it's very weird about. that they would specifically have, like, two USB 2.0s and one USB 3.0. Like, yeah. You can probably charge them separately, weird. or they'll probably charge when you just plug them into the... I mean, I imagine they oh. charge when they're, they're plugged the jo- in, but, the but joy center. Still. Joy center. Both, uh, <laughs> the joy center. I like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> is, is that the, not what it's called? Alex the weirdest the, the joy, joy dock? The joy, joy box? Center? No? I like joy Put dock. the joy cons like onto the joy center. Anyway. So the joy cons actually only weigh 50 grams each, so total of 400 grams for the entire thing, which is... That's a little less than a pound. Less than a pound, which is pretty awesome. Um, as for the monitor, the monitor is 1080p. Thank God. Like, yeah, the, really? The tiny thing. Yeah. They, they were thinking it wasn't, right? Yeah, yeah people were like, really like 900p or something yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, it's a lot of power. A little guy. Yeah, right? And it's supposed to, apparently, the battery also doesn't last just, it lasts pretty much like three. Any four. information on memory storage? Um, dev kit version is supposed to be more powerful. Nothing on storage production yeah nothing nope console so this is more information just about the physical units like the actual physical thing yeah gpu and cpu which i'm not sure you guys would even understand because i don't but you want me to tell you let me guess gigahertz something uh cpu is a 1785 megahertz gpu is 921 megahertz oh dang emc 1600 megahertz i don't know what emc is I wish I knew. We're not electromagnetic computer. Anyway, all the things that we all the things that we were like care about was the things that I just mentioned. Everything cool. else is 
pretty much it. But so that's the Nintendo Switch news. Still excited. We're gonna know everything about the Nintendo Switch before uh, that January uh, Nintendo. Switch. Yeah, before the actual announcement direct. Yeah, but the thing is, they're not even gonna go into this like technical stuff on something like that. You know what I mean? No. Because like even when the Wii U came out, nobody said how many p the fucking handheld thing was. Yeah. You know. But overall, it runs cool and they ran for eight days straight which is a re- remarkable fan there was no not a single frame drop you could beat any nintendo game in that amount of time that i guess bad, so bad ah, joke. You, really no <laughs> i mean no, 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 no it might be true i don't know um okay next piece of news which probably only applies to me but this sort of leads into greater news sorry uh <clears throat> there was a assumption so Earlier this week, there was a post on NeoGAF where people were basically talking about the potential of an a no, I keep saying ultimate of Marvel vs. Capcom four being announced at PSX, which takes place this weekend. Uh, for those that don't know, PSX is a very major uh, PlayStation conference that takes place in Las Vegas, um, and they usually announce new games and do all kinds of cool stuff there. We'll get so, there one day. Yeah. So people were under the assumption that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom four was going to be. Um, was going to be announced at this event, but wasn't really substantiated. It was just this guy on Reddit or on a uh, NeoGAF who basically said that. And then in subsequent days, uh, it has been like validated through a number of different means. Where basically, yeah, like Marvel vs. Capcom Four is going to be announced at PSX, which is super exciting to me. Does anybody still play? No, I know that I freaking <laughs> love Marvel vs. Capcom. But where this leads into greater news, because I know nobody really has a comment about that, which is fine. I mean, I'm very happy for you. What I want to know, <laughs> what I want to know is why why would you like Marvel versus Capcom? Capcom. <laughs> why would you like Marvel versus Capcom more than like Smash Brothers? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a different kind of game. Combo locks. Different kind it's of lame. game. Um. So wh- how this leads into bigger news is at PSX there are going to be i believe five total panels there right but what's interesting is that we only know what two of those panels are going to be about uh i can't tell you specifically but the last three are total unknowns so nobody who's even going to the conference knows what these last three panels are even for and a lot of people are assuming that they're going to be for totally unannounced games that like are going to make their debut at psx i'm assuming Hmm. one of them is going to be marvel versus capcom 4 but i'm really curious to see what the other two are going to be that would make sense i guess i was originally thinking like well kingdom hearts 3 but it would probably make more sense to just keep it under wraps if it's a game that nobody has ever heard of you know yeah i mean part of me thinks that one of them might be like a death stranding one like with kojima and stuff i hope so because like i, I mean, feel like what progress they possibly yeah. have they're to gonna say show us about a whiteboard death with, uh, saying, people are just really bring up kojima roping. just to be like hey we got the guy hey, he's, he's still here <laughs> what other naked celebrity can we show yeah, yeah right I hope there's like a. I'm really excited about that stupid Spider-Man game. Yeah, everybody's really excited. About that, was, that was yeah. sort of where my prediction. Why so. is everybody ex- excited about that game? Nostalgia. Well, one, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like a like good the old PlayStation free swinging. Yeah, 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 people yeah. loved Spider-Man Two, and it's also Insomniac, and Insomniac is notorious for yeah. making exceptional games. Okay, so yeah, everybody's excited about the partnership. Okay. That I yeah. can get behind. That makes sense. And Spider Man's awesome. Yeah, this is like exactly. This was actually one of my foundational reasons why I knew Marvel vs. Capcom Four was going to happen, or was very confident that it was. When people had the rumors coming out, a bunch of people were like, "No, no way, they wouldn't make another one." And I wrote an article that day and was like, "No, here's a bunch of reasons why they were." The three main reasons being: one, Sony already has a partnership with Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, for this new Spider Man game, which is an exclusive, mm-hmm. makes sense. And the movie. And the movie. Mm-hmm. The um. 
The second is Marvel vs. Capcom 3 influenced a lot of Marvel Comics Universe characters way before the movies came out. Like, it was the, you know, the public debut of, like, Doctor Strange, Rocket Raccoon, all this stuff. They were all playable characters uh, in this game way before the movies were even announced. So it was sort of like a primer for people, and I'm assuming that they want to do that now because this phase of the Marvel Comic Universe is almost at a close. You know what I mean? When Infinity Wars happens, that's basically the end of this chapter of this yeah. right so they need a new pool of characters to basically pull from so that was number two and number three is the capcom pro tour right so when street fighter 5 came out the capcom pro tour was this huge movement that capcom put together and basically said yeah like we're going to sponsor our own esports event and it's totally going to be funded and run by capcom and it's going to be huge and awesome but the only game that they've been able to run for that so far is street fighter 5 which didn't get the best reception at launch and is only you know in the last few months or so really kind of like gotten hold within the fighting game community so what would reinvigorate that crowd and that whole movement more than a brand new game that you know is from this fan base that's been lying dormant since like you know late 2014 when Marvel vs. Capcom 3 died you know what I mean did it die it didn't it, did, it didn't it like... didn't tie but it petered out like you couldn't download it anymore because the licensing deal with uh with capcom ended so they weren't able to sell any digital goods uh, anymore so there was literally no way to get the game unless you bought it secondhand or uh but tournaments already are still run for that game like i remember that being a hot tournament oh item. yeah like it was it's still at evo and stuff like it's still yeah. a loved game but like it's at evo in the same context that like street fighter 3 is still at tournaments, you know what I mean? Melee is still in tournaments, you know what I mean? It's like an older game that still has a community, but, like, the game basically reached its maturity point, you know what I mean? So how smart would it be for Capcom to leverage this relationship that they already have with PlayStation, because Street Fighter V was an exclusive title, so they had this fighting game community already established there, to enhance Capcom Pro Tour, to leverage Sony's relationship with Marvel, and just knock it out of the park with a new exclusive title. I'm totally stoked about it. Sorry, I just need to gush (laughs) about that for a second. I love Marvel vs. Capcom. It sounds cool. cool. If Marvel vs. Capcom 4 <laughs> does come out, I will pick up that game, and the sole purpose of me picking up that game would be to contest you in that game. Okay. So uh, you, please. I, I want to get Street Fighter Street Fighter 5 just to beat we, you at it. Did no, we no, get the play, lot? What? What game did we get? Three. We got three? We, got three. we put it for one day. Yeah, we did. And then we're just like... We, were, we bought it, it because Skirbo... Well, I bought Marvel it versus yeah. Capcom because Skirbo was talking crazy about it, and he wanted to... And I was like, well, I can't let... Scarbo beat well, me at a at a fighting game, and we went through, that I know Scarbo's really fucking good at that. We went through like <laughs> Street Fighter, the three steps any game goes through. Like, wow, this is awesome! Yeah. And then you start to get a little better, all within like an hour. Or and two. then we started to like get competitive with each other, and we're like, man, this sucks. Like, <laughs> just, just for the way we play, not the game wise. Yeah, like that just wasn't what I was after. And it just very quickly went down that just path. Redefine my love for Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different kind of game. You have it to have different. a certain yeah. love for There's that like kind of game. Up the wazoo on that. Game. And I, yeah. we just didn't want to get down that route, but it, went, it got there really, really quick. Yeah, I and, think uh, I think I yeah. started drinking the Kool Aid on that hard when three came out because I was like, oh man, like the, going, it, yeah, I remember watching you on streams. Uh, on yeah, Hornets. I I. I put the work in you know what i mean with a lot of those like higher i mean i call them higher tier fighting games but games like in that realm that have a higher learning curve you know what i mean like anybody can play smash and have like a conception of how to play the game right but something like marvel or street fighter it's like you can get the fundamentals down but like once you get into like competitive levels of games like there's certain fundamentals that you just need to understand how to do you know how dare you those (laughs) exist in smash by the way yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But you don't know it. Oh no, I know they. I know they <laughs> exist. Oh, L, L canceling yeah, and all this. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm saying like you know putting in the work to figure that stuff yeah. out is like you know it, t- it takes time and effort and stuff and I, frames yeah researching hitboxes I, I don't do frame counters or any of that stuff I just figure out combos and like find openings but either way I see all 60 frames per second to you <laughs> oh man that's like a superpower <laughs> what a terrible what a fantastic superpower no that would be a terrible superpower your whole life's in slow motion always just, like you see you can like pick between all 60 that'd be crazy I really pick all right, All right, so TZR loyal listeners will recognize that we changed up the formula this time. I'm just going to sit back. Usually, <laughs> usually we'll start the podcast with what's everybody playing. But I knew, Liz, I knew that today would be different because a very special game came out yesterday. And Kingdom Hearts Three. I mean, do we care what they're playing? I so I was going to start. Apparently not. I was going to, I was going to start with asking what Justin and Alex are right, playing yeah, before we totally. Good. We have thirty minutes. Out. Let's get this out of the and way. And I'm pretty sure all twenty minutes prior to the question is probably just going to be Final Fantasy. So yeah. So Chow, what have you been playing of late? Oh wow! So we're actually going <laughs> through it. I was not ready. Um, so what have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of couch co-op games because of Thanksgiving. I actually went to Best Buy, picked up two more controllers, two much, uh, two more Xbox controllers, yeah. so that when the family comes, I can show them Duck Game. Fantastic game, by the way. Hilarious. Stupidly hilarious. Great also, game. but <laughs> overcooked on Xbox. Awesome Also game. a great game. <laughs> oh, my dad was even playing that. It was fucking hilarious. That's good. Yelling about burgers. It's funny. Um, also, Bro Force, which I was talking about before. Yeah, you need the lettuce for the burgers. Uh, Broforce as well, which is a fun game. It's on Steam for three bucks. It's not a bad buy, and it's also local co-op and online co-op. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and it's funny and very weirdly patriotic in weird ways. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, the last one has been uh, oh yeah, Rocket League. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, it's a perfect time for all the couch co-op stuff. Couch co-op family togetherness. Yeah, seriously, couch like, co-op. There's something magical about it. Yeah, the NES uh, the NES classic got a workout on Thanksgiving Day. Yikes! Oh yeah, yeah, we're playing a lot of Bubble Bubble. Um, you and Bubble Bubble, man. It's a great game. Alex, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot of Titanfall. Great game. Yay! Because Titanfall is awesome, man. No, like, it, and it is also new. It, it, <laughs> it is really also is. new, damn it. <laughs> no, it, it's really great. Like, I picked that up for Black Friday and I've been having a blast with it. Yeah, I got through, like, I didn't plan to play this long, but I, I like, busted through the entire camp. It's not a long campaign either, but was I right busted about through... the, the punching? The punching is so satisfying. So satisfactory. Like, you can just go up and just you just nail someone in the face. And, like, just, like, the, the impact. The described it last told... time was crisp. It's so crisp. It's and crisp. when you, you can slide into people, but then when you do the melee from there, you do an uppercut. <laughs> so you just punch him right in the jaw. And then the other guy turns around. You punch him in the jaw. And it's, like, this big, like, satisfactory, like, loud. Yeah. Boom! It's like a you crunch. You hit someone and you're like, oh, God! And just, <laughs> just murder that guy! <laughs> and she, yeah, and you know, and crisp is, like, a good way to describe, like, everything in that game. Like, the mechanics, like, just shooting someone is so satisfying. Like, hitting them in the head is, like, I don't know, like... A, you a see, very, like, their helmet kind of pop their, off. Their helmet stuff. flies off. There's a very nice amount of mi- blood mist, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you punch someone, they go flying. Yeah. They oh, go yeah, they go flying. flying. Wait, how, how, long is the, how long is the campaign, though? It's like, what, nine it's chapters? probably... Nine missions? I don't know. It's probably eight hours. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad for a campaign. Like, um, no, it's... I just, I just recommended it's that game. It's a little long. It's a little longer than I kind of want it to be, but... Eight hours too long? overstates welcome? I... Does it drag? I mean... Just personally, like, I don't think, like, no, you know, hate on them for, you know, making it out. But me personally, I was kind of like, 
I wish it was a little shorter. They, no. <laughs> they had some Just really like that that time distortion part. I, I don't. Oh, that part like, was so they, good. They had some so really good. really cool level design and yeah. like, like different I, yeah, ways to I shake up the formula. I definitely like notice as you're playing that they sort of every sort of new level you get to, they give you something a little bit new to make the experience a little bit different right. and sort of keep you invested. Particularly that time. I love the time distortion part combined with the melee. Is yeah. like that was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> awesome. It's a very very satisfying game. Yeah. I just I just recommended Titanfall to to a friend who loves first person shooters, and I explained to him what the difference between like Battlefield One and Titanfall and like Call of Duty would be like. I was like Call of Duty's got microtransactions, but I hear this campaign is really good and the multiplayer is really good too, so on and so forth. But when I told him Titanfall, I'm glad it's only eight, I'm glad it's eight hours because he doesn't have and he doesn't want to pay for Xbox Live. He just wants to play like a oh. like a first person shooter, you know, campaign. And if you guys were about to tell me like it's three hours, I'd be like, shit. Yeah, no, I, I've, I haven't messed with the multiplayer at all. But like so far, it's like it it's a fully like it's a full on single player campaign. Like it doesn't feel like a, like an add on or anything. Like yeah. it's right. totally yeah. its own thing, um, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm re- I mean I'm doing the multiplayer a little bit too, but. Um... It's just a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really impressed. It's funny. Potts is only playing the multiplayer. Like, I talked to him about it, and he's yeah. like, I literally haven't even touched the campaign. I'm like, why? That's like, really interesting. Yeah. Potts, like Ben, is like, he's got the weirdest tastes. <laughs> I don't understand it sometimes. Potts has weird taste in games? What? <laughs> Liz... I feel bad talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about what I've been playing. No, I'm just kidding. What, 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 are, what have you been playing? Well, I'm not sure if you've heard this, Justin. Tell me what. But a little game called Final Fantasy 15 came out. Oh yesterday. my god! <laughs> Ten yeah. years later. Yeah. So uh, it was a Has big it... fight trying to get it because I ordered it from Amazon. That turned out to be a mistake. Yeah. It was not going to get here on time. See, anything that I want to play, like the moment I can start playing, I I don't fuck with Amazon. I go to the, well, the source. It's like it's twenty percent off if you pre-order on Best Amazon. Best Buy Gamers Club is also twenty percent off, and you get a ten dollars gift certificate buying it there. I don't know. So I have to switch because it was totally a mistake. And instead, I ordered it. Now I have to... Well, actually, now I'm going to give it to Justin. (laughs) But I had to go to Target. And Target was having a game sale. So it was 15% off. Plus, I have a Target card. So then I eventually just was like, screw this. I'm just going to buy a Target and play it the second I get home. Because I'm not waiting until tomorrow. (laughs) There you go. Did you... Sorry. Did you wait in line in Best Buy? Like, was there like outside... I was there when the doors opened. I got They thought I was a weirdo. (laughs) <laughs> you go back for this one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> sure too much so So, how far are you? What are your initial impressions like? I played for about five hours, and you hate um, it. Terrible. I game. Just, <laughs> no, I don't need it. Um, but but I've only gotten through. Hours. I've only gotten through the first chapter. I'm now, like, when you say you've played for five hours, did you actually play for five hours, or does that also include the easily hour plus no, of installation no. and that bullshit. That is that is after the uh, hour. It took Alex half is like, an hour. I see Alex's that eyes. may that may he's have a, been the worst thing because like the, reading everybody that was coming. Words, dialogue, oh yeah, like it's like there. not only not only do you put the disc in and you it does the initial installation, then it downloads a ten gigabyte patch which takes twenty minutes. But then once you, it does this fucking shit, where the second you hit play, it's like. It has new game grayed out with a yes, little thing that, that says was that says awful. installing thirty five minutes, yes, and I'm like, awful. please, so you're like, yes, kill me. oh wow, like, and, you're and, already and, installed too, great, and you hit and play, it and it's like, you, no, I just installed this like, patch, I didn't actually install the game yet. You have another thirty minutes. It's like this magical like screen, and it shows you the title, and you're like, I'm about and to then go you get all, on you get a all fucking the hype, journey. And you're like, I'm gonna play. 
and then nothing. You know happened. what did that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, Guns of the Patriots, where yeah. you like you you pop it in, it like loads a little bit, and you you get into the game, and it's just like a kind of customized loading screen, and you just have to watch Snake smoke his yeah. fucking cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. That and he just stands there and smoking, you know, and there's just a a bar, yeah. and I'm like, I guess this is better than you had not. to do that for it like was, four uh, hours one of our four different times Will, he yeah. like invited us over and we were like watching it happen and we were like oh here it comes oh no way yeah. <laughs> yeah. i planned for i assumed it was gonna take probably an hour to to download and install so that was like came home put it in and then put my playstation to sleep and was like you know i was like yeah. i'm not gonna look at it again until it's ready totally um is there nothing on that, there's nothing on the cd anymore is there it's like just know. the key to get to like to download the game like, 50 gigs? Yeah. 50 gigs, yeah. Yeah, because I remember looking it up and it was like a little less which than is still, Which is absurd to which me. Is big. But like, I will say, it, it seems like that's going way further than I've seen with other games because like, my God, is this game detailed and fucking I say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's less than Uncharted. And Uncharted is like a linear experience. This yeah. is an open world. Like, I, I was I was surprised it was kind of that yeah. small. Guild, well, Wars, let, let, Guild, let's, Wars, Guild uh, Wars 2 is an open world, and it's an MMO, and that's 60 gigs. And this is a yeah. single-player experience, and that's 50 gigs. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into the nitty-gritty of it, though. This game is fucking beautiful. <laughs> It is, it is like, easily the most attractive yeah, game, <laughs> easily the most attractive game I've seen this, this like, season, like, ever. It's it's so fucking pretty. It's, it's like the first thing, the second you pop it in, you start watching the opening scene, you're like, fuck, it's definitely beautiful. Like, yeah. it's definitely the yeah. first thought you have as you're watching It's it. crazy. It's Justin, you've played it for 13 hours already. 13 hours. And Liz, you've played it for five hours. five hours. Did either of you... Wow, he actually, Alex actually put on earmuffs, <laughs> literally put on earmuffs. What? Did either of you <laughs> actually watch, like, the, the Kingsglaive or the anime Okay, series? so here's, here's the funny the part. I watched the anime. So, I, I have not watched the anime yet, but, like, and this this isn't really a thing, but it's, like, when you when you start the game a few, like, a little while in, you said you, you're on Chapter 2 now? Yeah, so I got to, yeah. Okay, so, at a certain point, it... I know it, what part you're talking about. At, yeah. at a certain point, it references the movie in a way that's, like... It's, like, basically, like, acknowledging that you understand what happened in the movie. And you don't need to to progress the game. Like, you don't need to know what happened. But I actually, after watching that cutscene, I was like, fuck, I gotta go watch this movie. Yeah, so, so, literally, like, th- this morning, while I was, like, between waiting for the doctor and all this stuff, I was watching the movie on my phone. I found like some website. Chore. Oh, yeah. No, I totally was. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad movie. And now that I have the context of it in the game, it made it even better. Do I have to watch this movie now? It's a, it's not bad. 90 I minutes? Mean, I mean, I gotta wait till I get some Liz. I'm gonna minutes. watch the rest of... I'm gonna watch that movie. I watched the anime. The anime, anime. Is, is good. Yeah. It's, good. it's like actively, yeah. solidly good. Yeah. It's Do not I, just I, okay. I, and I will say that there are some characters that are in the movie that are also in the game. None of the main characters. I'll just, like... The, None of the four bros. Zero of the four bros are in the movie. But, like, yeah, but the context of what's happening... Four bros. The context of what's happening for me, just because I'm, like, really interested in the story, it was very, like... It it was very, like, uh, enlightening, whatever. Like, it made me appreciate what was going on in the game much more after watching the movie. That's so cool. I, So I have to watch a 155-minute movie and an anime. Five episodes of the anime. And five episodes of the anime before I play this... Yeah, but the episodes are short. They're, like, 15 minutes. 80-hour game. That's still yeah. two and a half hours. Wait, Again, not- we we've talked about, <laughs> we have great. talked about everything but the actual game right now. I'm trying so, to avoid that just for Alex's sake. Okay. But it's okay. Alex? 
So I'm, I'm, just don't get so, into don't so, get yeah, too we, specific. we won't get into the specifics, but I'm going to get right. the the elephant out of the Talk room right now. Car. The car, the, the car, the car, the car. The most oh, drastic God. change from oh. this game, as opposed to any other Final Fantasy, is it is in no way similar to any other Final Fantasy game. In the, the most in, drastic in the, change is that it's no way similar. No, no, <laughs> is that there, <laughs> no? It's it's no. You're like, you, you know what? You're right. It, there's there's <laughs> gameplay wise, it's totally different. This is straight up an unabashed action RPG. This is a game where yeah. you are running through an open world, check like looking at shit on a map, running okay, to cool. different locations, and like hitting stuff with a sword. It's literally The Witcher. It or like is Bash. The Witcher, or like Neo, right? Like the uh, that's what it's called, right? Neo, N I O H. Oh, the um, uh, samurai game. Yeah, not not that intense. Okay, like it's it's less like Devil May Cry. More I don't I don't want to say it's one button combat, but it's like you know one button. <laughs> I would imagine it's a little more strategic than that. Yes, yeah, it is, and like you have a party that you're that you're instructing to. If it was and... anything like the demo, you place specific weapons into specific like move sets. It's right? exactly like... the demo. So. Yeah, so the first it, is the right. demo is just if you play the demo the first hour of the, the game. Yeah, so this is this was my main but thing. There's a right? lot like there's a lot more. I kind of thought that after the demo, it was just going to be those three weapons that you get, and I thought like. That's you get like you know there's a your regular you know weapons in this game. small fast guy sword and then your big brute sword and then some sort of there are there are there are great swords short swords daggers yeah. javelins fucking yeah. guns I was like so yeah, just, I was just, I was glad to see that you could equip all the like prompto like, I didn't yeah I was gonna I was say like, I didn't think you could use guns but yeah, you can but totally you can. use guns like it's They're awesome great, like can use them um, I didn't like the gun. Also, so first, a note on the demo. If you played the demo, like, I knew I was going to buy Final Fantasy XV regardless, and the only the only hang-up that I had was, like, I thought the demo was fine, but it had a lot of, like, technical issues with it. The frame rate was kind of weird. Like, it felt like it was just moving slow at times. The camera control was god-awful. All of it was fixed. Well beyond my expectations in the game. Like, runs beautifully so everything runs totally smooth and awesome the combat makes so much sense the targeting is like a fucking million times better like it's just it's so good the combat makes so much sense i, I think mean it's definitely there's definitely a like a learning curve to the combat and luckily i'm pretty sure all of us have played episode Duske. yeah so we kind of had like a frame of reference as to how it was going to go but i feel like a lot of people are comparing the combat to kingdom hearts and i like don't feel that way at all. Like really? I don't think it's like I like, felt that way even through the demo. I'd say no, I'd just say because, it's, like oh, the only there is yes, live both, action. Yeah, but yeah. that's the only thing weirdly enough. The battle like, music very... reminds me more of Kingdom Hearts than the combat does. If that makes sense, it's like the combat is much more. Uh, I, I feel like it's more hectic, which is it, crazy it, it, because it, the it, combat it, in Kingdom well, Hearts is like so hectic. But the whole time, I feel like it's it's more like centralized and like focused and you sort of know what's going on more in the yeah. combat in Kingdom Hearts and in it's it's hard to sort of figure out like who's attacking you where they're attacking you from and how to like it's also like you know Kingdom Hearts the art is so like clean and you know cartoonish as opposed to this is more like real it's life like so it's yeah, yeah so it's a little hard yeah. to figure out like where everybody's standing and like blindsiding and like that whole combat yeah. breaks and art, like, like it's it's much more I think it, it, it's, intricate it's all it all depends on context because there's going to be some fights where you're fighting like one or two things and it'll be very easy to be like okay i i know i can like 
you know, get behind this guy and attack him from behind and get, like, bonus damage or whatever. Or, like, you know, set myself up for a good, like, warp strike or something. But then there are other ones where you're fighting, like, 20 dogs at the same time. And you're just right. like, I'm just going to take out the greatsword and just hit everything. Because I don't know what the gonna, fuck's going right? on. You know just what I mean? Just going to hold so, the attack button and, like, or should you warp out and you end up taking on a damage. It's like, it, it takes a while to get used to. It takes, like... I've been playing for five hours, and I feel like I'm like just starting to now. Really, I'm like I'm like thoroughly okay. So like thirteen hours in, totally, totally getting it, and like actually in the beginning of the game, nothing challenges you really because it's like getting you used to how to do everything. So it's like you're fighting low level shit, you know, whatever. I accidentally ran into like some super beast that died. Wait, was it called was it called the Bandersnatch? I accidentally ran into something and like I fell off a cliff, and all of a sudden there was like this giant elephant, and it just stepped on. Me once and I was dead. So, so yeah, there's actually a lot of so, like, the point where I'm at now is like I can take on missions that are like well outside of my level and stuff, but like I've found ways to take down harder enemies and stuff like that by like understanding how the combat works and like using weaknesses and and you know strengths to my benefit and all this sort of stuff. You just seem very close, like, when you're when because most of the fights in the beginning are you know beasts that you run into and, and hunting missions and stuff like that, and so. You're very, like, close to your enemies, and I feel like it's really easy to take damage. So and it's really easy to sort of, like, get knocked off your feet and get confused. Gonna get better with before the phasing. This, before this podcast. Yeah, and it, but then you run out of magic. Before this podcast, we, we, you guys were talking about, like, doing all the side quests and stuff like that. Are yeah. You, does it feel at all like an MMO? Like, it's so open world, and you're going through all this stuff, but does it feel like there's, like, so much that it's, like... A little well, bit. Like Witcher-like. This, feels a little so bit like, yeah. I, honestly, okay. I kind of got some Sword Art Online feels in it, even though it's not a video I'll, game. But as I was playing, it kind of reminded me of Sword Art. So yeah, I'll put it this not, way. Yeah. like, And probably the biggest right? compliment that I could have to the game so far is that there is a lot to do. But there's, it's not so much that I ever feel overwhelmed, right? Like, I'll get to an area that I haven't been before, like, and I'll like see... Skyrim? No. It's like, I'll go to an area and I'll see the map markers, but it's enough where I'm like, okay, I can go do all these things and get back in, like, a comfortable amount of time. I won't get totally lost in doing all this other stuff and, like, lose sight of the main quest. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, a quest that leads to another quest, which leads to so many other quests. No, nothing that, nothing that crazy. That nothing that yeah. crazy yet. It's more like, you know, oh, well, I can go to this place because there's, like, a, a treasure chest or something there, and I can go see that. Or it's like, oh, there's this mission where I need to kill this certain thing that might show up in this area, so, like, I can go over there and just do that. That. I and think, I think my least favorite part is when you get dumped into a like it's like a, you get to a town like the first town and all these side quests open up but some of the side quests take you like to a different town yeah like outside of that very first town so, you're like walking around and you just have to, so some, yeah so some yeah. of those that things the, happen like, that is like the first side quest it takes it really? you <laughs> well, what's what's <laughs> nice what's you nice travel about this, and pick something up and like bring it all the way back but well, again I, I I was gonna say what makes everything feel so much better is the car right like the car binds the whole situation together because nothing's no. ever too far away and it's actually awesome like being in the car because like and we'll get to the characters and stuff in a second but it's like just being able to to go from one place to another very seamlessly like fast traveling and have it be like an element of the game that makes sense like you're not just fast traveling to a place where it's just like hit a button and you just appear there it's like no you're getting in a car your car has gas so you have to like worry about how much gas you're putting in your car and all this sort of really? stuff yeah okay so, uh, it's so like, i feel like liz hates this what yeah i cannot believe that this is like a like I feel like this is like the one thing that everybody that plays this game is gonna complain. It's the one thing that so far everybody I've talked to about it has been like, man, that car sucks. <laughs> it's like out of like, the, right, like I've talked to like four people about it. They're all like, it's not it about takes the forever. It's, a, is, it's about the journey. That's but the, you're that's not the doing point, anything the on sucks. the journey. Is that you're just sitting in the car, and also for the first chapter, you can't even 
drive the car. You don't, like I, I'm assuming you at some point get control back of it. But for you now, do. all I can do, and like I almost don't even want to do these side quests because I can't drive to them, so I can't like can't fast travel. You can fast travel if you've been somewhere before, but every time you go somewhere new, you have to it's drive sense. there. It's and sometimes, like, I couldn't fast travel to someone, and it's like, it's going to okay. take you four minutes so, to get there. So like, I have to sit here and watch this for four minutes. Like, I, I just have to, like, sit. I'm going to go make myself a sandwich. Like, this is, this is a okay. little bit. I need to, I need to sit and do No, okay. L- let me, let me respond to this right yes. away, yes. because I feel like you're flying off the train for, like, a little too early. Yes, you're in the car, and yes, there's limited interactivity, but if you're paying attention to what's going on around you, like, I've I've taken the car to another location, and I saw a broke-down car on the way, so I told Ignis to pull over, and he was just like, okay, and I got out of the car and went there, and was like, and it was a guy there, and he was just like, thank God you're here, I need your help, and it totally spawned a new side quest that I was not on the map, I did not know was there, and was like a legit side yeah, quest. Yeah, I did that side quest too. Yeah, but I'm saying like, <laughs> but those things happen pretty frequently, it's like, you'll do that, they you'll see make- treasure, you'll see that, one time, I again, I'm only five hours in. I was gonna say, <laughs> barely anything flying off the handle. But five I'm only hours. Fi- no, I'm just I can't believe like it, it's fine, it's not something that's preventing me from playing, and like I'm still it, it's fine. Yeah, I've, I've be, come so to grips Alex, with the fact Alex, that there's a card to so just sit there, but it's definitely not a positive of the game. You're the only person I've heard that's I like been it. like this. Sounds it's like great. I was gonna say, it sounds like the Witcher's experience with Roach. Like, did, did you guys the, did no one play Witcher? So I the one, possibly the one thing that everyone hates about the game, and the developers themselves laugh at themselves about how bad it is, is the horse that you that you have to ride everywhere in, and like there is fast travel to places you've been before, but it also takes a long time yeah. for the map to load. So when you're doing a fast travel, like like the place is a minute no away and it takes you like things. thirty seconds to load the map, like I might as well just drive there. It's only going to take me an extra thirty seconds. I I mean I've had no problems with like loading or anything like that. Like it's See, it's been fun. Now I guess this this segues into the character conversation because it seems like it's wait, like hold on. go ahead really quickly and maybe this is like the weirdly and I have no better term for this like the romantic side of me but like isn't that part of the reason why I like RPGs including like MMOs like I actually don't like it when there's too many like warp locations or like too many fast travel things because I. Like what? the fact this, that you have to walk. Or this you is have to this move is precisely to... what I was just going to say. It has to be part of the. Like it is part of the experience. There's a charm to it if it's done well. You can't just like okay. make someone journey somewhere for this just because it's magical. I, I'll I feel tell like you... the car was a big concern for people. And if you had that concern, you will probably still have that concern playing. Like, if you were I, never I, worried I, about the car, if you were like, that sounds like fun, I can't wait no, to sit let me, in the car. Let me, and, like, let me put it in this context. In, in the romantic context, right? Like, experiencing the world, being a part of it, making it feel real, not just places you teleport around to. Like, part of part of what feeds into that appreciation for me, and it's because, like, you know... This is a game that I'm interested in the story. Like, I thought I was going to hate the characters, and this is going to lead to a, a bigger discussion. I thought I was going to hate the characters. I'm looking at three fucking teenage Japanese boy band members. You know what I mean? Like, They're, like, what, in their early 20s. I'm They're like, what, what do I what do I care about these characters, right? But, like, th- like every... the, the Oh, my gosh. Like, everything you're doing in the game, wherever you travel to, everything, everywhere where you walk around, including tri- uh, trips in the car, yeah. all these characters are talking to each other and having conversations about... What they're seeing, what's around them, what each other's doing, and it makes me learn so much more about them and how I can appreciate their interactions more. So, like when they're in the car and Ignis is like, like 
knocked, you've got a button undone on your shirt. And he's like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, I've got this button undone. And he was like, he's like, give it to me when we camp and I'll fix it for you. And he's like, dude, why? Like, it's just a button. He's like, you're royalty. You need to look the part. And he's like, whatever, I'll do it myself. And then like an hour or so goes by. And then the next car trip, Ignis is like, hey, you didn't fix that button, did you? And he's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, give me the shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, that's so the stuff I'm like, yes. What, like now I like just these little things make me like the character what, so much I more. I think what Alex was getting at, it was like when you do this right, it feels good. Like for instance, Saints Row. There's parts in Saints Row where you're driving with people and you have a song on the radio while you're driving to your next location. And the per- like your character in your voice Start singing along with the song terribly. And then the person <laughs> yeah. that you're driving with will comment and then speak to him. And there's a conversation and it's hilarious. That in turn with if you're driving and not like Wind Waker, where I'm looking at Wind Waker, the way that they tried yeah. to like fix that was by putting like little rupee games where you're like driving over barrels and like doing slaloms and shit. When really in realist like what happened was that I turned on the TV and I would just wait till my controller like rumbled, which meant that I hit my my, my island. That I was a good to con- a good contrast to that is Black uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, um, where they had sea travel and you had to go everywhere by boat, um, but every oh, moment every moment on that boat was awesome. Exactly. Like, yeah. You jump on also, like always a ton of stuff to there's, do. There was it's always like stuff a, happening. Yeah, you on jump way. on that ship, your yeah. whole crew cheers. They're yeah. singing while you like go it's over like, waves and. Yeah, it's like, like while like you're traveling you're there's right, a point at which if you do if you add in as far as developers go if there are any listening if you add in enough detail and charm into those sections people will look forward to it you know like i love the fact that that like if if the scenery is as great as it is and people and their dialogue and there's character uh which mall character interactions no not just interactions was it? development thank you mm-hmm. nobody said that i just character <laughs> development uh, if there's enough character development, then I feel like those car rides are good, especially if it's commenting on what you're about to do. You yeah, know? it depends on if that gets old. You Sorry, you guys play and drive the car, and we'll see what you guys yeah. think. Well, like, you not agree with me or Jason. like? Would you prefer? I, would you prefer to run next, to your locations? No, no. So that's what they did in Dra- uh, Dragon's Dogma. Like when that game first came out, one of my favorite games. Uh, no, there was literally no teleporting. Like there was no fast travel at all, and it was a big world. You just had to run everywhere, yeah. and you died. You got to run all the way back. <laughs> like there was no way to get back, and you ran slow, and you had stamina, and there were enemies that respawned. Like it was not fun. But like, like, also, like the car is like grounding it a little bit. It's like making me feel like okay, this is a is real like world. A this is this is really how these guys travel around. I mean, the whole game is basically about, or thus far, is like highlighting the these four dudes like bromance basically and it's like maybe maybe it's my perspective as like a person but it's like i've had those car trips before where i'm sitting with a bunch of friends and we're just talking about random bullshit and like listening to stuff on the radio and like and and part of me yeah exactly and like part of me is like like i i like seeing this you know i watched entourage great show i mean it's definitely (laughs) final fantasy entourage yeah but i think I've it's, never watched Entourage. It's just, it might just get old. I think it's. I mean, it's. I. I think it gets. It's old. like my. It's like my my baseball game that I know you guys don't play, but the cool detail is like there's an announcer in the background who's always saying what you're doing. Yeah. But if you, that's a long game, and if you play that game for like two hours, he starts to repeat things, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you start to notice them and like, oh wow, that ball must yeah, hit I him mean, in the coconut. It's yeah. Like, in yeah. the time wow. I've played, I've already had some sort of. I've already had a couple repeat. So that phases. that's where it's just get real dry for me, and that that's when that magic wears off. When mm-hmm. the, like it's like the developers stop paying attention to it, 
uh, and it like then it just becomes dull. And I don't know if that's the case here. It but. also costs money to fast travel, and it costs money to tow your car, which I thought was a, that's a an very, MMO thing. It's, it's it, ten it was, cents. It's, I mean, it's, it's ten. It's, all right, it it granted it is super cheap, but it's super cheap to fast travel. It's not. See, that, but, I mean, it's a it's a hundred. Okay, you cents know what? You know what's to, also funny to, to tow your car, which I think is odd. Do they? Have I thought a, it was. I thought it was an odd. I think we should move have, on do from they have the dollar yeah, amount for Zenny now. It, it, it's just Gil. It's just, no, it's yeah, just it's just it's, just, it's, it's just Gil. Gil. What's funny, and so there's so much that that like makes this awesome. Like part, like small experiences, like through playing the game, like something like Gil. Right in previous games, it's just like okay, you're just today. you're just amassing Gil from each of your battles and all this sort of stuff. But in this one, it's like there's a real purpose behind money in this game like every time you um you camp or whatever like you basically need to sleep at the end of the day because you like you gain experience from doing stuff but you don't it doesn't actually affect your character it's like all of it gets banked and then once you camp or stay at an inn then all of it attaches to your character so it's like depending on where you stay it you're yeah like like if you if you camp somewhere then you just get your baseline experience but if you like pay to stay in like a nice hotel then you'll get like times 1.5 experience yeah and like you'll see so different Final in- Fantasy 14 yeah but like you'll see different stuff. interactions <laughs> between the characters that, based the on where they are so like if you're camping they'll be like talking around the fire or if you stay at like a hotel they'll be like playing cards in the hotel room or something like all of these little interactions totally do it for me but another one but of the, the games in- implemented the, the fireplace uh, not the fireplace the fire pit thing like camping outside and like the conversations where you get to like walk around and see what's I love that prompto yeah. takes a, a ton of photos yeah. and at the end of the day you get to go through all of prompto's photos and he yeah, shows them all to you, you. Can save them yeah. totally relating to you right now no it's it's, 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 great. it's I, I don't know i'm i'm not really sure about the right. photos i don't no, think I, it adds or detracts to the game you're kind of just like why are the only why are you showing me all these photos at the end of the day it's like prompto doesn't like because again take you, them you, you've got to like it just shows, he does take all them. right so there are you there can, are four you, characters and prompto's like you're oh, the, the blonde skinny guy his name's impromptu no his no, name his is just prompto. prompto yeah okay prompto. so it's you are knocked yeah prompto is the goofy one gladius is like the giant guy, hulk right, guy right, yeah. and, then and then ingus is like the, the smart guy, guy. All right, so i love all these details but Let's really get out of the weeds here. I'm going to play this game. It's been out for like a couple days. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want to hear anymore. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Well, we're coming up on the, the tail end of the podcast I mean, anyway. So. I don't think no. we've ever oh, actually... We, I don't think we've actually established Wait, that. It's, it have is you guys... Game. is Are there bosses in the game? Yes. Yeah? What are they like? And what's the question of the... <laughs> was so yeah. in the 15 mode. He didn't even segue. <laughs> he didn't yeah. Even get it. <laughs> there are some great bosses in that game. Which leads us to our true gaming topic of the week. Week. Gaming. Week. week gaming. gaming. Week. Nice. Topic. Uh, week. This week's true gaming topic of the week is... That was weak. Nailed it. Simply, what makes a great boss fight? This is a pretty good question. Because, I mean, boss fights are really, like, at least in most, you know, action games or whatever, they are, like, the highlight of... You know, like, it's the maturing of all the aspects of the game together into one, like, small gameplay segment, But do you, know? you like the boss fights in Final Fantasy 15, and are they good? You can't segue back after a segue. I mean, well, yeah. I'm trying to make I don't want to hear about the boss fights. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that right now. I was going to say, like, that's... I'm just going to put... I'm just going to lay it out Do you put a there. bomb into a blinking spot on the monster's no. face? Okay. So what do you guys think of is a, is a, makes a great boss fight? Like, if you were to think of, like, an awesome an awesome boss fight that you've experienced in a game, like, what's what's, like, something that comes to mind, like, right away? It's, I mean, it's always Dark Souls for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Like, they just have some of the best boss fights. Well, because they do it. So, very what? What uniquely. about them? Like, what yeah, about the so boss makes it good? It's, it's that they're I feel like it's the challenge. It's the challenge, but not in a cheap way. Yeah, without it feeling like 
like right it's it's annoying when you get to a boss and you sort of instantly die and you're right. like that wasn't fair i feel like gamers hate that like, yeah. that wasn't fair that wasn't i didn't get a fair shot at that guy that was a cheap shot this sucks throw the controller across the room and quit Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but with Dark Souls, it's like, sure, you'll get killed that first time, probably. But, but you'll, you'll see things. You'll see things, and you'll learn a little bit more each time. And every boss in that game is different. So it's like every time you have a new like mechanic to learn or a new challenge that you have to like get around. And I mean, the boss design goes a long way too. Like one of my favorite bosses in Dark Souls Three was <laughs> it's just the stupidest boss. It was a giant tree that was it was sitting on its ass with its legs in the air. And it would scoot toward you, and it's it, you had to hit its air. balls. <laughs> it's not it's like, like but it was like right, but it was really grotesque, and yeah. like its movement was just weird. And you just don't want to go into the crush, and you just like, don't want to go. Don't want to do that. It's just a bizarre experience, and all of the bosses are like that. And then uh, it like sits on you and shit. But it's just uh, like the design of how it all functions and the way See, you have to attack it is very unique. In Dark Souls, the way that the, uh, like I can categorize a lot of. Like, actually, almost all of their bosses... In Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 2 was basically the same boss over and over again with, like, slightly different changes. But Dark Souls 3, what they did so well was that they would make you feel uncomfortable to get into the spot where you had to do the most damage. And a lot of the times it was like, well, you would have to venture out and be uncomfortable and not, like, hold your shield up or, like, just stay in a corner the entire time. And you would venture into that, like, uncomfortable zone, and that is where you would get the most damage. Otherwise, you'd just be doing nothing, and then you'd just die. Like, in that case, they were playing into two things. Both they were playing the player, and then they were also forcing the player to, like, play through different, like, puzzles in order to, like, beat the boss. Yeah, I feel like I feel like good Zelda. good or great bosses, um, they kind of, like, they, they test, they, like, test a player's, like, mental boundaries of, like, how the game works, but in ways that you're not really, like, right. expecting. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I, I think, so Dark Souls is okay i'll i'll compare a dark souls boss to a boss from salt and sanctuary which are similar games but a little bit different right so in are we gonna have this argument no no no. we we i'm I'm just using this as an example just as the first thing that came to mind so like in dark souls i feel like it's sort of testing this uh, at least in dark souls one right because i haven't played much of dark souls 3 but in dark souls one it tests a lot of the same gameplay concepts over and over again you know what i mean so it's like find your safe zone find your opening like do like attack during that opening and then back away figure out your reads right it's it's basically reading a boss and then take and then like moving on points that you can like you know take advantage Mm -hmm. of right Sullivan Sanctuary does the same thing for a good majority of the game like you're you'll go through and you know find when to dodge find when to attack blah 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 but then there's a certain boss later in the game. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a very vertical boss, right? Like, it's it's not a boss that takes place on one plane where you can just dodge, roll back and forth. It's like you actually have to climb and, like, platform in order to fight this thing. Shadow of so, Colossus Yeah. Yeah, so it's, so it's like... That. Which is also yeah. a really good boss fight. So it's like the whole game is sort of teaching you how to engage with bosses on this one level, on this, this 2D very, like, you know, binary platform, which is like attack or roll like those are your two options but then this new boss is like 
well, now the whole game feels like it changed because now I'm, like, jumping and, like, floating in the air and, like, I have to, like, duck down and, like, fall between platforms to, like, make myself safe and stuff. So it's, like, it's taking similar ideas and just sort of turning them on their head a little bit. It's making you think and act in a different way than it normally would I think want what you it, to. Uh, yeah, and I think what that also comes down to is, like, this idea behind, like, risk and reward. It's, like, the higher the risk, the more satisfying that reward is going to feel. And when Dark Souls, I mean... Like I, visceral I, attacks and yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, not even just that. It's also, like... Like when a uh, enemy hits you or goes for an attack, you can dodge into him because there is invincibility frames, right? But then, like instead of just doing like an attack or like two attacks, you like read certain attacks where there'll be like a larger portion of like wait time before his next attack, and then you go in and then like, you go ham essentially. Yeah. And then after that, you have to back out. But like it's that the feeling... how long do you like right, keep exactly. attacking like, them before they're gonna like wake right, back right. up it's and like, start killing you again keep going or should i start backing off so, yeah, yeah. That, that's a pivotal point i feel like pivotal. in every yeah that, in every just boss to move away from kind of dark souls like shadow of the classes which was a, was made a me think good of. example yeah. i don't know how we didn't bring it up earlier. i know right like <laughs> there was nothing like seeing that like it is risk war like seeing how like massive and devastating these creatures are and it like like the first one you see you see it in the distance and it's just kind of like moving in the background. It's kind of like faded. And I almost thought it was just part of the scenery. And then it like, you see it just slowly like turn towards you. <laughs> and like, and like its eyes kind of like lock onto you. And you're not sure how big it is. On this, by the way. You're, you're not sure how big it is because it's so far away. But as it approaches you, the ground like shakes and you're like, oh shit. Like yeah. this is happening. There's like an immediate impact with Shadow of the Classes where it suddenly like, holy shit and then eventually you're like okay how do i win right it so, becomes a puzzle yeah. so so bring it back to what makes a good boss fight. <laughs> do you think like having that sort of like like grandeur like knowing that it's like this huge like you know intimidating well, boss, force like that doesn't have to be necessary i mean a boss i feel like it, i mean you're it right, could be it different things yeah. it could be but i feel like some of my most like uh memorable boss fights have been bosses that are just like grand like i, I have no better word for that like just just like amazing in some sort of way and then when you finally take them on there's like a certain way a certain puzzle a certain like path to take and then once you figure that out there's like this achievement factor that's just amazing like for instance so i think it's sephiroth in kingdom hearts 2 when i was playing sephiroth i feel like we keep cutting off liz (laughs) sorry liz were you about to say no she just just keeps like no that's good wanting to like sorry what do you go you're up no tell me about sephiroth in kingdom hearts 2 no i mean (laughs) i just like i don't want to talk about it I think, sorry, I feel like I just spoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, in addition to, like, fighting something that you feel like is out of your league, like like a Colossus is, like, way stronger than you two have to figure out a way to beat it, sometimes it's just so cool to fight, like, your equal. You know, like, fighting Virgil as Dante. Or yeah. Link it's like, versus Dark Link. This dude is, like, on my level. That was a goosebump moment for me. I or know. Sora versus Dark Sora. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> see, but even Sephiroth, like, I felt we were, like, matched. Like, he was awesome, but I could, like, you know, that blocking sequence. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, when you, yeah, he yeah. was, like, you were in the air and just floating, and he was, like, and you're just blocking and all. Like, He would, like, go through you, and then you would press a button right beforehand, and then you just see Sora just do these, like, crazy flourishes and blocks everything. Oh my god! But but again, what what about that makes it good? You know what I mean? I, I like I know that boss fights it's, are super memorable and high, and like we love that. But word. I want to think about what so, what about like breaking it down like design wise, like what makes it good? So like I feel like oh sorry, go ahead, Liz. Is a boss fight good if you beat it on the first try? The boss fight's good if you 
can if you beat it on the first try, fine. But you have to feel like you earn that. Yeah. See, yeah, for it's, me, it's like it's it's all about changing the mechanics, like impressing the like the way that you've been taught to play the game, and sort of like like just altering it a bit. Like I feel like you know, talking about boss fights, we'd be remiss not to mention uh, like uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid One, which I think I'm the only person in this room that's played. Okay, I have. okay, I can see. That. Oh, okay. at first game. I was gonna so, disagree with you. You know, so so Psycho Mantis, <laughs> so Psycho Mantis <laughs> fundamentally isn't that different. <laughs> like he's not like like <laughs> anything like crazy when you look at him as far as like an enemy, right? You you just shoot him. Like he's just like any right. other boss in that game. But what makes him so interesting is it. Like based on your interaction with him, it changes the way that you interact with the game completely, and you can't, you literally can't beat him unless you change your approach to the game. In this context, it's unplugging the controller and plugging it into a different controller port. Like that's how you beat him. You know what I mean? You there's so, no other way to do that, and nothing about the game indicates that that's what you're supposed to do at all. But like you just have to change the way you're. Another part. Doesn't no, that yeah. make it a little cheap? No, doesn't not at all. It, I mean, does it it, doesn't okay anybody get... It's a puzzle that comes out of the game. It's a fourth wall breaker. Like, the reason why... Because the, his yes, whole thing... Yes, but how do you know to take the controller He tells out. He, he well, says, I can read your mind. And then if you no, check no, no, your no. little... Your codec thing, there's like... He's somehow reading you your inputs. To... You, like, you gotta figure out whatever you're doing. I'm holding him out my hand. So, in that sequence, and I remember this fondly, because I remember being like... Like, I've this heard the of first this before, game. but it just seemed like something so that people had to look general, up to find out. The general is always your go-to for, like, what do I do next, Right. The first time you fight Psychomantis, you're like, another boss fight. Okay. You go in. I'm going to say, like, anybody who's actually played the game who's never heard of it, there's probably, like, a good 99% of the chance that those people have lost the first round, right? And the entire reason is because people attack or approach it in the same mechanical way that you approach every interaction in that game up until that point. At the point where you're like, well, what do I do? You go into the codec, you start talking to General, and the General's like, well, what if you put in your controller to the controller slot too? But he does it in a better way. That's like, like he doesn't like, actually does he, say it. Does it does it make it like it's, overwhelmingly obvious? No, it's no. it's a wear down no. process. It's like enough. like you don't get called initially. You can call him whenever you want, but like eventually, if you die on the first one or take too long in the fight, then he calls you immediately and he says somehow he's reading your inputs. You know. You you've got to figure out a better way to do this, you know, and then it'll stop. And then if you just keep like Talking the fight going, eventually he'll be like he'll be like he'll say something like, "What about the controller?" or something like that. So it's like alluding to the fact that you do that. Now, mind you, this is already a game that's fucked with you on one point beforehand. Specifically, Meryl. yeah, when you have to contact a character named Meryl for the first time. This took so long. Your your boss says, "Oh, isn't her name on the back of the box?" And you're you have Back cardboard. The CD box. Yeah, you have and then you, you have, card- have an item that's called the CD box, but you're like, I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's the- literally on the game case. You have to look on the back of the game case, and that's where it is. So, like, the game has slightly trained you in this context of like, okay, like, did you? Uh, it's gonna be fucking with me. Completely off topic right now. Did you actually look on the back of the game base? Yeah. Uh, I went one digit at a time through the entire code. Did you really? No, I, I did that, and I still missed it somehow. I don't know what happened. You fucked up. I did. <laughs> it took a long time. I think I looked it up. No, I actually looked at the back of the box. Well, that's smart. Right. But, but so, not, like, not, 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 not because the game ta- told me. Not not because, like, I was, like, on the back of the box. The CD case. Yeah. Like, it was more like, I was, like, fuck this. Pause the game, left it. And then, like, at one point, I was just looking at the box. And I was, like, wait. And, like, I, you see her face. And I'm, like, you got to be fucking oh, so you joking didn't, So you didn't figure it out. No, it was, just... to- it was totally, okay. like, organic and random. Like, it was not, like. Yeah, yeah see, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but okay. right. bringing it back to the topic of the boss fight, though, I think the boss was successful because it thematically made sense in the storyline of the game. This is a guy who reads your mind, right? 
Um, and it challenged the way that you that you interact with the game. You know what I mean? So and I, and in my box, mind, that was very successful. Maybe the CD box was actually the lead into thinking that you're supposed to approach Sacramentus differently. Yeah. Um, so if that was yours, which is mechanics, right? Mine would be, again, probably Risk and Reward, where it's a great boss fight feels really great when you put yourself in an uncomfortable position and it takes... It's like difficult to achieve, but when you do achieve it, and not a cheap way, but when you do achieve it, it feels really good. I feel like that heightens my boss fight experience. Like, for instance, again, like Sephiroth, when I learned his moves and then I attacked and I was essentially dancing around him, it felt great. Yeah. And at the end of it, I felt like I earned that win, you know? Mm-hmm. Liz, what would you say is a successful <laughs> I feel boss like fight? it's a puzzle that makes sense. So I don't feel like it's I'm like cheated or anywhere like oh how was I supposed to figure that out? Mm. I feel like it's so it could be on the first try, it could be after you try a hundred times, but it's something that you see and you know is achievable, but it's like I have to like, you know, I get that feeling of patting myself on the back. I'm like, oh man, I'm so smart, I figured that out. I'm great. <laughs> I feel like that feeling uh is the most rewarding. I'm trying to think of like what makes a bad boss fight, you know? Like yeah. boring. It's like boring, Cheap. right? Like repetitive. It's it's, it's a. It's, yeah. I think something that that just yeah like doesn't challenge you. Okay. In so many words, it's just something that doesn't. I mean, like say, every doesn't every ocarina of time boss is repetitive. But... No, I wouldn't say that. I would say like repetitive in the sense that all the things that you're doing in the game, you just do the same thing on the I, boss. Every I would boss, put it this uh, way. Okay. I would yeah. So I would put it this way. Like ocarina of time, I would call a lot of those bosses predictable. Right, like I mean, there's a flashing spot on their body. Well, no, no, no but, I, but I'm saying something like, like, like think of like, um, yeah, but I like those bosses. I do too. Puzzle, you <laughs> figure it out, and you figure out the puzzle, really and then you do like it, and you feel accomplished. Like, you pat the Dongo's boss, back. you throw the boss, the bomb in his mouth. The um, the That's fire, the fire temple boss, you have to like use the hammer, uh, use the hammer yeah. on his face. But then I, I think the most successful boss in that game was uh, Twin Rova because like. It's it's so cool. Like when you get the mirror shield, yeah, how you yeah, have to like to reflect the beam their... into the other yeah. one because it's get it's again you've used the okay. mirror shield before. You understand how it works as an item, but you as a player need to think like how can I apply this in this new context? Like something like a hammer swing is very straightforward, but like how how am I going to manipulate the shield? And then the second phase where you charge it off the blasts and then you have to like spray it back at them like that's a very interesting that's twist a good of idea mechanics. like taking I, that that's true i feel like that makes a good boss is when you take something that you've learned and apply it in a new way yeah, yeah. that's what he was talking about yeah, before with definitely. mechanics like i would say zelda like a lot of the boss fights are kind are really lame but there are some that are done really like well them. because you know that you're supposed to use a special weapon they're, that you get. They're in the simple, but they're done in a nice way. Yeah. Some of them, like I would say, in Leg- uh, Links to the Past, a lot of those are, uh, a few of those feel like you're supposed to use the weapon or the thing that you used throughout the entire dungeon, but you're supposed to use it slightly different. That you don't really understand until you start testing it on the boss right. in different ways, and then you discover how you're supposed to do it, and then you essentially just capitalize on that. Um, but there are like, for instance, the, 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 which the fire, um, fire mountain or whatever it's called. And you just throw the bomb in the mouth and you slash his face up. King like, Dodongo. King Dodongo. But he also rolls around and he does a bunch of shit. Like yeah. it's a, it's an experience, you it know, is. like I like when the bosses react to you, like whatever you're doing, like dark souls and you get them down Phase half approach. health, they change. Phases, yeah. Yeah. Or like even just like Ninja Gaiden, great like, boss fight. Mm-hmm. Like if you slash them, they react 
And, you know, say, they move back, and it's like you're having an impact on what they're on their see, strategy. One of my Ninja, best boss fight experiences was actually in the new Dark Souls 3 DLC. Like, that last boss fight, which was one of two, <laughs> was uh, was fantastic. There's three phases to that, and each oh, phase sorry, was very the, different. Yeah, you said the, the Dark DLC? Souls 3 DLC. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's interesting, that, of, whatever. it's interesting that you mentioned... Um, Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Ninja Gaiden I, I, is like, that sort of teeters the line for me because it's like, I don't know if those boss fights are necessarily like good because so like... I actually don't remember them. But well, the well, that, really that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, if, if I take it from like uh, Liz's perspective, like those are, I mean, you they're beatable, but like at first pass, it would be very hard to convince somebody like, yeah, this, this is a doable boss fight. Even the first guy you fight, the nunchucks guy... See, yeah, the nunchucks guy, but like he fucks you up. Like if you get hit by him once, you are dead. Like yeah. yeah. insta dead. Like, but that's a lot of Dark Souls fights too. Like you die a lot at first, and that game was definitely but challenging. I, but I feel like in that, but like in something like something. Dark Souls, yeah. well, but Dark Souls, like death is so it, it's so cheap. <laughs> like like it doesn't mean anything for you to die really. Like you lose it, a lot of souls. Well, in a, in a boss fight context, it's just and like, you lose your health. What was the Demon Souls first boss? That was like uh, you're supposed to die. The phalanx. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The first uh, before that, like the tutorial stage, there oh, was like a boss right. that you're supposed to lose. That it, you like the, win, it looked apparently. just like the Asylum Demon. But... Yeah. Anyway, um, but I remember that being like, holy shit, like that was hard. But you would you would survive a few blows, but then like it wouldn't give you enough time to react, and then that game that tutorial set precedence for the rest of the game mm-hmm. super well, which is like you can't fuck up. I feel yeah. like a crappy boss. I've been thinking about it since you said. I know it. Like, you I, mentioned it's hard you to mentioned think Ninja Gaiden. They're, they're not memorable. That game that uh, the Origami, the stealth game that I reviewed a while back. Yeah. Like the one thing about that game that was actually pretty shitty were the bosses, and it was because you like the first. You know, I lost the first five times I played against the bosses, and I have to I like die a lot and. But I didn't learn anything from those deaths. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, okay, so if I go this way, then she'll shoot me with the arrow, and that's bad, so next time I won't do that. It's It was just like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I just keep dying. Right. I'm not learning anything. This is like, it wasn't even, like, hard. It was just, like, kind of dumb, and I was like, I feel no reward. And after I beat them, I wasn't like, it was a good experience, and, like, this is a like fun you, addition to this game. You feel I was like, like you cheated this- the bosses? I feel like I what? Yeah. She did the boss. Like, there's been boss fights where I literally just kite them around and do like two damage a piece until they die. I think it's the it's the ultimate problem Oops. of an MMORPG. All of their bosses suck. Oh yeah, because they're um, all bullet bullet sponges. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's just like well, what what is any stamina. boss? It's either attack, don't attack, or run away from it. Like th- those are your or three do, options. Or do a puzzle I would to say, take its health. Down. I would say yes, um, but there are MMO bosses that, like for instance, raid bosses that require a lot of coordination and a lot of movement and a that, lot of that's when they do it best for yeah, sure yeah. no but absolutely but i agree like, with you like most of the time it, it's like kind of it's hard to do and, and admittedly it's because there's so many there's so many people like i don't even blame them like you yeah. really just want you catch all know. yeah yeah you know, you know actually this brings up another point not specifically about mmos but i'm just thinking about other boss fights and uh what like to bring this way back to the beginning or to the midpoint of the podcast but like titanfall 2 right titanfall 2 has a couple of bosses in it and i think they're done really successfully specifically because like they take all of the mechanics of the games and like just it's like an assault of like do you remember how to do everything in this game because you need to do it (laughs) all now and do it quickly right so it's like you get in the titan and you have like 
your rockets, your absorb the bullets thing, your shoot thing, your dash thing. And I like, and before put it down for a few days and came back to it, and I did not remember. And, and I was and like, the, I'm not ready for saying. this. Like the, the first boss I was fighting, like uh, I'm playing on Master or whatever, uh, but it's like really difficult. Like, you, you know, typically as you're walking through a level, you can just very casually Master. shoot stuff and fire missiles or whatever. But on this thing, it's like, no, you have to like dodge around, like kite them appropriately, start shooting at them. When you see them put their shield up, then you have to be on the ready for when they let it go so you can grab so, it back and throw it back at them. Are you playing like, Master first playthrough? Yeah. I, so I honestly you think that's monster. a mistake. Really? It's like way too hard. Like I'm doing it now. I'm already on level three, mission three. Yeah, I know, but it's just like I I playing through the first couple levels, and it's just it's like you just die so fast. It's like a different kind of game. It's like mm-hmm. Halo on Legendary, where you just get yeah, sniped like in the head by the that. Boomers. I mean, I I do that Legendary, but it's like a different game, and it's not like fun. Feels cheap. It's like a different kind of game. Feels yeah, cheap. it feels cheap. I've been having does a pretty good time. Cheap? I know you're really good, Scarebo, because you did the gauntlet on your. No, but does it feel cheap? cheap? I play everything. On if the it doesn't feel cheap, then I mean. I mean, I, I, I'm dying a lot. Like, I'll be the first to admit that I'm definitely dying a lot. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm not uncomfortable. Does it I make guess. the game more fun? I I have no frame of reference. Does just, it make this... the game more fun, Alex? I always play games. If there's a mode between like normal and like master, like I like yeah. to bump it up a little bit, but not to the to the to the end. Like I like playing Halo on heroic. And a lot of times yeah. the, yes, the, the flavor text will say, like, this is the way the game is meant to be played. Or for those who want a little bit more of a challenge um, rather than just storytelling, like, I'll Almost go in that mode. Yeah. Every time when it says, this is the game, this is the way it was meant to be played, yeah. I'm like, I I want to play it like the developers wanted me to play it. Yeah, yeah. I always start. I, Except for I don't know. I feel like I used to play FTL's games on fair. difficult, but I don't know that I was getting anything more yeah. out of that experience. And I feel like sometimes... It just makes you more. I mean, no, no, I'm, no hate yeah. on you, Justin. But yeah. me personally, I, mean, I'm, I feel I'm like maybe up. sometimes it would just make me more frustrated and like make the bosses too hard, and that wasn't right. rewarding. I, and I started playing Titanfall on on Master because I'm playing it just for trophies. That's I'm, I'm blatant, blatantly honest. I'm playing <sighs> it just for trophies, and like since I have no frame of reference, I'm like comfortable. I don't know. There's a reason that sounds like. Because I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. All right. No shame at all. So we've been here a while now. Yeah, yeah this is this has Whoops. been a long-running podcast, everybody. Um, Final Fantasy XV, that's why. Final Fantasy XV is great. Everybody should play. So far, 13-hour recommendation. Buy it. It's great. <laughs> um, if you think you're going to like it, you are going to like it. Okay. Yeah. I think it's exa- like, it is exactly what I expected it to be, like, to a T. Of how what I'm enjoying, what I'm not enjoying, like how much time I'm gonna put into it. I think it's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask how far away from you from here are you, so I could go pick it up because I want to play it tonight. But we'll <laughs> talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> Justin, take it away. End of the podcast. Thank you, listeners, for joining us this evening. Uh, remember, our podcast publishes every Wednesday at about 10 p.m. Eastern time. You can download us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting services you can find around the internet. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at podcast at the zero review.com and check out the zero review.com for all of our news and reviews. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Skirbo. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Word up. See ya. Peace. <laughs>